Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, really good. Um, I had uh, a wonderful week. There was a, a lot of things that I got done and things that seemed to... Uh, push the needle a little bit farther along, and uh, it it feels like it was a productive and fun week. So that's always, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's a good good feeling. Yeah. Instead of the usual frustration of feeling like I couldn't get to so and so, and that's another week now that's gone by, and I still haven't resolved this out of the other thing. Uh, just one of those weeks where a lot of things fell into place. And I'm very yeah. happy about that. Good. So, how was your week? Good. It was very good. The weekend was good. It was nice and stayed home and quiet other than the fireworks, <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, yeah. which were really good. We went up to Abington to the Rotary. Um, Abington Rotary does the, you know, the fireworks. That was on um, Friday night, and they were great. We got a great parking spot and it was like perfect couldn't have picked a better spot and it was sort of just like pull over and here you are and you know it was packed we went through all of where they have the parking and but I don't I never want to be in those kind of like in where you park a lot of people just got out and moved, went, went down to you know, there was a lot of lot going on you know food and entertainment and music and all of that beforehand so people did that but i don't like being stuck in that traffic so we just mm-hmm. went for the road whatever that road is past the clark summit state hospital on like right in front of the hospital and then we went up a little bit beyond it and there's like a pen dot um like a <laughs> excuse me um like a macadam and then the fence and we just parked there mm-hmm. so it was great good that's good. So where was all this activity? At the Hillside Park? Is that where they had it? No, they... Up by the high they, school. Yes. The middle school. Okay. The middle school where they do it. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever been there in my life. 
Yeah, it was, well, like I said, we were on the other road and weren't a lot of people where we were, which was great. And we did, we did, we, it, it was a great night. We had uh, Mr. Doug Smith with us. <clears throat> and then Sunday night we went downtown and we met the Petersons and we parked behind the Radisson because we didn't go out mm. to the, you know, Monica or anybody, mm-hmm. that was the all the vendors we we because we you know had had a few people so we were home until we went to the um fireworks and we parked all the way behind the radisson past the um the parkade sort of where it's covered and right beyond that we parked there was we thought it would be packed back there there was there were hardly anyone there hardly any cars and wow um Again, got a perfect view, and the, the fireworks went right up over the car. Like I literally leaned back a little bit and looked through the um, uh, sunroof, and it was it was and the it was open and it was perfect. So hmm. anyway, so so two two really good, wonderful um, firework displays for both uh, the Abingtons and Scranton, and we did that and just. I really just hung around and had a few people over. My One of my best friends in the world, Mary Jane Dixon and her husband Steve and uh, Randy and Meyer and I were on the night of uh, on the 4th and had an, another little cookout and uh, hamburgers and traditional hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill and they were delicious. Mm-hmm. Randy Dixling. And he always does a nice job with that. So um, that was it. We The rest of the night, we really did not, uh, we were just sort of low-key with our plans because I just, a lot going on in the yard. We went to brunch on Saturday to Mansour's because we haven't been up there. And I don't really go out that much anyway. So um, it was... Um, like anywhere where I have to be, I, I, I'll go anywhere that I can not have to um, be around a lot of people just because I still get nervous with that. That's, um, yeah. I'm just careful. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And well, my sister, Mara, she, um, she turned 60 years old on the 6th of July, and they had a big surprise birthday for her, the um Bobby and Bridget Burke had a big party for her. They were they're my neighbors. Um, they're with they're in the fifteen hundred of the block up from me, and they uh, had a. She was she very surprised, and she had a surprise. They were, so they that was what went on on Friday. I did not go, um, <clears throat> but there was she had a blast, and I talked to her the other day. And she was so surprised. She's like, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. She really never in a million years believed it. So <laughs> she thought she was going to a, just a, they were having like a little uh, uh, barbecue kind of thing. And she said, no, I'm just going to invite everyone that we hang out with. So seeing other people's cars that she knows wouldn't even make her think, oh, it's a party. She just assumed that's what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, so well, that's great. Yeah. Because she already had, and she also retired. So hats off to Mara because she was 30 years in the Scranton School District. And this was last week, was last Friday was her last day on the, I guess, last Thursday, the 30th. And uh, so it was kind of a retirement slash surprise 60th birthday party. Um, Uh Yeah. So she was thrilled and 
um, very surprised. And all three of her daughters were there, which is really nice, a few of her sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so that's the young say. And her fiance, he was while he came, he walked down with her. It was her sister Meg, which was great. Posted a little video on Facebook uh-huh. of the actual surprise itself, and she and Jerry are walking down, and it was so cute. Jerry just sort of like got got right out of the camera's view. I mean, you could still see him, but he was moving out of the way so that all the attention was on Mara, and it was so mm-hmm. cute. Uh, and she was calling everyone liars. She's like, you're liars, you're liars. Because everybody got her. Her kids were, you know, everybody said we were going here or there. She just, she, she had no idea. So, mm-hmm. um, they were, well you know, done. We were all, yep. And we were all just oh. together two weeks before at her daughter's wedding. So, um, that's right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was cool. So. That, that's really nice to do something like that. That's pretty neat. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. And um, I was uh, what? Okay. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say I wanted to. Speaking of birthdays, I wanted to do a shout out to a friend of mine whose birthday is on July fourth. I I always say she gets ripped off, but not as badly as people whose birthdays are Christmas. You know. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Fourth of July, she, I don't even know what her, which number this was, but I just wanted to say hi and shout out to, happy birthday, I should say, to Judy Chapman Killian, who is, is truly, with her late husband, a person who has done incredible things for disadvantaged, I guess that's not the word to use anymore, uh, youth in New Jersey with scholarships and she used to own a a magazine, a print magazine then went online called Garden State Woman and she raised an unbelievable amount of money for scholarships for young women to go anywhere they wanted to go and uh, she these luncheons that she used to have would attract close to a thousand people and massive amounts of people and I always met some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life when I went to these luncheons. And so kudos to her and and to her late husband, who was a dear friend of mine, Jack Killian. Um, they they did so much for so many people, and Judy was a big part of that. She wasn't kind of an, an aside to him. Judy was definitely and is definitely a leader in her own way. And I wanted to say um, happy birthday and, and thanks for all that you've done. Huh, yeah. So anyway. Um, but I wanted to say that one thing I thought interesting about the 4th of July celebrations was that on Sunday, the Scranton Times did a whole piece on how fireworks and other types of things like that create such trauma for people uh, yeah. who have PTSD. Yeah, and, and for years, to... years yeah, Patrick has always to... freaked. You know, right. and said, oh, God, I hate it. I hate it when they start doing this. All, all mm-hmm. he can hear, what he says, is the M-80s, which I guess were grenades that went off in when he was in Vietnam. And 
and I'm sure that is replicated many, many, many times by people who've been in combat. And it is, uh, and and then we talk about the dogs, you know, and and the, how they're affected. But uh, the one thing I have to say in everybody's defense, we were at the lake for the weekend, but there were no fireworks at all after eleven o'clock at night. And I think that's great that people respected that and honestly didn't, you know, that we should be awakened at two and three in the morning by some people who would be down at the docks and exploding all this craziness. And it would, it just scared him so much because he was in a deep sleep and then you get some kind of craziness like this. There were times that he just started shaking and it was not good. But I thank everybody for doing what they did and calling it quits by 11 o'clock. But was that mandated or something? How did that happen? Was that just... I don't know. No, it wasn't mandated. Well, first of all, you're not supposed to have any fireworks at the docks or anywhere at all. But the thing is, there's only so many state police officers and so many lakes and things in the area that you can't police everybody. But I think that for some reason, and I'm not sure, maybe because there were a lot of children that go to bed early, you know, they didn't want to do that. So it it was great. And then the other thing that was weird about it was at Lake Long Pack, it's one of the biggest times of the year that everybody's there for that three-day weekend, one of three summer weekends. And they always had fireworks, big fireworks down by the dam. And we would sit and watch hundreds of boats going down the lake. And then we could see them all coming back the other way. But the goofy thing about it was they decided that they were going to do the fireworks on Monday night, on 4th of July. And nobody was there. Everybody went home. <laughs> it was the craziest call I ever, I ever saw. Why would you hold fireworks on a day when everybody's not there? Because it's the actual 4th of July. So that's, I kind of like, I kind of like that because it's the actual day and next year it's going to be on a Tuesday. So like that happens anyway. So I don't know. I mean, I kind of like that. But I get that, you know, people going to the lake just for a weekend aren't going to be there, but we'll, we'll, finish the conversation because we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Laurie Lynch and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden and more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm Laurie Cadnett with Laurie Cadnett Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we were talking about um, fireworks and they did it. The day, and somebody asked if that was happening at, at uh, the Paw Pack this year, and I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, yes. So I guess it did. It did, and, I guess. I mean, we weren't there. I don't know who else wasn't there. It's kind of like one of those things where you say, all right, I understand what you said. I understand that it's the actual day. But as far as... Um, anybody else was concerned, most people were doing their own fireworks things on Saturday and Sunday night, especially Sunday. And by the time it was uh, 6 o'clock that night, uh, people were gone. Everybody was back home. And the roads were congested and gone. And when we left, we left about uh, between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, and I did that on purpose because I wanted to avoid the traffic. And when we got out onto Interstate 84, there was nothing. Uh, there was nothing behind me. There was nothing in front of me, and and that wasn't even dark yet. So they, I think the fireworks started at 9 o'clock, and I just can't even imagine that it was worth it because I don't think anybody was there except the locals. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's fine. But the that's usual fun of that is uh, when all the people are there and the boats are there. And uh, I don't think there was much of that. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. You said it's next year is Tuesday. How many people take off on Monday and make it a five, four or five day weekend? Probably very interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Oh, my goodness. Four days. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Well, they did. There were fireworks all over late into the night where um, that I could hear from, and I'm in the Hollywood section of Dunmore, and you could hear them, you know, and see them all over. I mean, we were, you know, driving, and people were, it's amazing, um, all the little areas and people who are just, you know, using fireworks um, everywhere you look. So, um, yeah, I don't know. A little scary, but um, anyway, I wondered how Patrick made out because I did read that article. And, mm-hmm. you know, very, as much as it's so celebratory, um, and I love them, I can understand. And I know even, you know, my dogs, they were very, especially oh, my yeah. family, hated it, hated it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's, uh, just the cats, are they affected by it? Um in the moment, you know, when, when there's a loud bang, they both, you know, look like they don't know where they're going to go. But uh, while they're going on, the two of them, when we got home, um, you know, I was one of those days where I opened the patio doors and they sat right in front of the screens and they were watching them in the neighborhood because everybody in the neighborhood, and again, they, they were done by 11 o'clock, but... I think that they were fascinated by the lights more than anything because it's funny to watch their heads would move in tandem, you know, to the left, to the right, up, down. <laughs> it was a funny thing to watch. But they, they weren't scared until the loud boom on some of them. And then they run away, but then they come right back again. And they go back to the door. So they're not afraid of them like dogs where they start shivering and shaking and run away which happened to uh, a dog we had never found the dog again and my mother my mother was heartbroken but um that's what happened that's when we lived on north main avenue and nobody ever found the dog or the remains of the dog or anything so we have no idea whatever happened to her but uh, yeah, I can, and that's the one thing I was going to say. I noticed in two weeks before 4th of July and through those two weeks up until the 4th of July, there was a tremendous amount of advertisements on the television for a product called Thunderworks. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. I bought one for one of my cats because I thought that the cat was a little skitsy. But anyway, what it is, it's a, uh, you know, the the concept behind what people now um, do when they get those heavy blankets and they put, they wrap themselves in it. It's supposed to be the weight of it is supposed to give you a sense of comfort and a sense of like swaddling when you were a baby. Okay. Well, the idea behind Thunder Shirts is exactly the same. It's uh, it's a, a thick matted material that wraps around the body of the animal and secures itself with Velcro. And as soon as you put that on them, they have the same reaction of a baby being swaddled in clothing, you know, that makes them feel very safe and secure. The only thing that's funny is that as soon as you do it and they stand up, they wobble and they collapse. Because yeah. <laughs> I 
and I watched the cats do it, and I was hysterical laughing at them because it's just so funny to watch them because they can't quite get their bearings. But it definitely works in the sense that it gives them that sense of comfort. And that those advertisements on television were probably every night. But you never hear from them as a company at all for the rest of the year. But they make most money when they do it prior to the fireworks of 4th of July. It's really funny to observe that. But, yep, that's what they did. And, and my cats were okay. Didn't seem to be a problem. Yeah, I wonder well. how many dogs and cats. Uh, I wonder if the people that at VREC, uh, one of our sponsors, I wonder if they can say that they got a whole bunch of animals that were brought there or to the Griffin Pond uh, Animal Shelter because they, you know, they couldn't find them a home. They couldn't get them back home. You know, whatever. But anyway, so be it. Yeah. My cousin's dog, Tipsy, ran away on um, the 4th of July years and years ago. I'm trying to remember if they ever found her. I know she was gone for a while, but something is thinking that something's making me remember that they did. But maybe I'm wrong. But that was so sad. Yeah, it was yeah. heartbreaking. And why do you think? Is it the is it the hypersensitive ear function yeah, that they? It's the sound. The sound, you know, they they can hear. Especially, I know this from my brother-in-law telling me this. They had a. Um, basset hound who is you know technically a beagle or a hound rather i'm sorry so any of the animals uh the dogs that are hounds have i I think the number is ten thousand times greater hearing and smelling than we do so when, when you get something like that that loud it just, it, they, they just don't know what to do with themselves. It's painful, number one. It hurts. And number two, it's so disorienting, they don't know what to do. So a lot of times, uh, my sister always said to me, every time it was 4th of July, their dog would run downstairs into the basement and hide himself underneath the couch and stay there until the next day because they just didn't know what else to do. And they'd give them sedatives. They give them all kinds of things just to make them calm down. So I, th- I just think people need to understand. I mean, yes, go enjoy the fireworks when they're done by professionals. But when people buy them and they blow them up all over the place in the neighborhoods, it is really some, it's awful for those who have PTSD and for animals who are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. But that's behind us now. Okay, so good for them. Over, done. But there will be still people at the lake who will do this now for Labor Day weekend. And not not uh, formally so, but they bring fireworks up there. Yeah. So you have to deal with it again and again. There you but go. anyway... Another subject I wanted to talk about, this wonderful book that was written by a person named Carrie Hannon, H-A-N-N-O-N, who was one of the founders of a website called Next Avenue. And Next Avenue is a place that 
um, is all about the, the next phase for people. Uh, we might have called it retirement at that point, but we don't anymore. We call it the next phase. <laughs> and and so she wrote this book about uh, interviewing people who have really done something phenomenal in this next phase of their lives and turned around something that they loved into a thriving business. In other words, it's never too late to start your own business. And the name of the book is It's Never Too Old. You're Never Too Old to Get Rich. So um, this one I thought was particularly interesting. It's a woman named Joan Sadler, S-A-D-L-E-R. She said the childhood memory of her parents taking her to Virginia Beach for pony rides at the carnival makes her beam. We'd go around and around and around. I was five years old and I was crazy about ponies. Today, Sadler, age 59, carves wooden flower planters adorned with the sculpted head of ponies, among other equestrian-themed items such as saddle and bridle racks and tack trunks. She hones her craft in a cozy wood shop tucked inside her home's garage in Getna, Virginia, a tiny town of about 1,250 residents. From there, she hits the road throughout the year to attend horse shows in the southeast. That's where she peddles her hand-hewn designs, Sadler's Dragonfly Woodworks display is typically tucked under a tree alongside the rings of brightly painted jumps. It's a buzzy meeting spot for trainers, competitors, owners, and grooms who might grab a seat on one of her large wooden tack trunks to chat, admire her goods, and place custom orders. When she graduated, she accepted a position as a staff nurse at a rural Virginia medical center. But the work took its toll. I was in the trenches, and there was such sadness, death, and dying, she said. Her anxiety and depression ratcheted up, and she turned to her tiny woodworking studio to escape. Woodworking was in her DNA. My granddaddy was a woodworker, she said. Woodworking, for me, goes way back. I can remember as a little girl walking down to the basement where he was working and how it smelled and what the shop looked like. It was a happy place for me. She began dabbling in her woodworking hobby in her 20s. My husband gave me a table saw when we got married, she said with a laugh. He built a big workbench. When a friend needed to store a band saw, I took it and just started making things. Her grandfather had passed away, so she taught herself as she went along. I was, it was difficult, a little bit hit or miss, but mostly a hit. I felt such joy going out to my shop. It was my solitude. I would refinish people's furniture and make small objects just playing in it. And she regularly studied fine woodworking, which is a magazine, for ideas. When her daughter Jess, now 36, was a child, she built her a miniature stable with stalls for her brayer or briar. I don't know how you pronounce, don't know how you pronounce it, horses. And so she had a collection of them. And then she stepped away from nursing to help with caregiving for her three grandchildren and her mother who moved in with her. The more I did with the woodworking, the happier I was. I learned that the best thing for me is to be created, creative. So, 
Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back to this. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Okay, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner. And I'm the a managing director of the company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And we were talking about a woman named uh, Sadler. Um, her first name is Joan. And she... Um, started a business when she was 59 years old and uh, we were just talking about how she got to be that 
creative and how much she learned from her grandfather and how she started dabbling. Then the dabbling became something a little bit more than that. And then she said it was the loss of her older sister from kidney disease. In 2015, though, that pushed her to begin to sell her work. I was devastated by her death, she said. She was not that much older than me. I had a hard time getting up and being motivated again. I just wanted to sleep. Shadler said um, that she never was a very religious person. She never went to church and can't quote a Bible passage, even though she came from a long line of Baptists. But this all started a spiritual path for her. The process was life-changing. The message came to her that she had everything she needed to find in her new chapter. It came to me that I had deep love of horses. I needed to do something horse-related. And there it was, the woodworking studio. I realized that I could use this craft to connect to the horse world in an entirely different way. I can no longer ride because of my arthritis, and I don't want to teach riding, but I could go to horse shows and watch all the pretty horses and build a woodworking business in this world I loved. Her startup costs were minimal since she already owned the equipment and had the workplace. All she needed to buy to get going was wood, oak, birch, plywood, spruce, and hardware. To earn money to buy her supplies, she started mowing and bush hogging. I don't know what that means, but bush hogging fields for her neighbors. She and her husband, a master gardener, already had the equipment for that. I would earn $500 at a time, and I would go out and buy a bunch of wood. The first time I went to a horse show in Lexington, Virginia, my stuff sold like hotcakes. That's when I knew I had something here. She doesn't have the funds for a marketing plan, but she has a Facebook page, and her sales, anywhere from $26 to $1,000, have been doubling every year. The secret word-of-mouth accolades shared through the horse community. Customers now regularly call her to place orders. Caregiving duties do interrupt her taking care of business, but that's one of the wonderful things of being your own boss. That's great. I love that story. I think it's really wonderful. Hooray for her. And you know what? You know what, though, Lynn? It really is that because when you think about the your timing and your business, you know, you could be doing your job at midnight because you needed to take the time during the day. So I, I, I don't, you know, it, it's, it's a, I, it, it really frees up so much if you can do it and you, you're able to work within the parameters. It's really great. Yeah. And what I like about this is that when she, all kinds of marketing gurus will tell you that people who find a niche are usually the ones who are very successful. And she found that niche with the people who were involved in the horse business, not necessarily buying or selling horses or creating stables and doing all that heavy-duty stuff. But she learned to network within that community. And because of word of mouth, 
her stuff started selling like crazy. So yeah. that's really what people need to do is to find that niche. And to me, mine is baby boomer women who are professionals and looking at retirement or whatever else it would what they're looking for. Um, that's the market. And everybody says to me, well, why can't you just do general financial planning? Well, I can, but that's not where I oh, get into it. Yeah, so does everyone yeah. else. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. fine, let them do that. But I think after putting in my dues for as long as I've been doing this, um, if I, it, it, I get to pick. I think that's, that's what it comes down to. And that's essentially what she did. She started her own business in a world that she loved and gave her the outlet to be creative. And that's one of the things that people need to do is to find that, what's, you know, that old story, you know, you build it and they will come. Okay, I get that. But I think we need to look at it a little bit more narrowly and say, what is that thing that I love to do that I wish... I could do, and it wouldn't even feel like I have a job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that, right? So, well, I feel Lynn, I feel badly, but what? But but listen, there are also people out there who need the structure and who want the structure of the of the type that they they don't want that responsibility. They don't know that that's something they can do. They're all business, all industry out there needs people who need who want a job like that too. So it kind of is oh, yeah. just like forever. It's always if you have the ability to do it, um, or you don't. I remember years ago, my ex-husband said to me because I, I was going to start selling real estate, and of course that's your own business. And he said yeah. to me, I don't know if that lack of structure would be good for you because you're so used to that from coming from a banking background, which is what I, you know, I did. And I thought to myself, oh, man, does he see something that I, in me, that I don't, like that I couldn't do it? And I, I you know, I, I did do it <clears throat> for a while, but then I got offered another job back in banking and went back to it. But I I don't, I, it, it I never forgot that. Like, is that really what I needed? And it just goes to show you that that's not true because I've been doing my own thing for the last 13 right. years. And, in fact, right. I've been doing thing even when I work for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's just what you have to do. But, you know, you do have to you do have to look at that and what if you're able to do and to make sure you meet those you know, timelines and you're able to do it all because you don't have people around you for the most part. You're doing it on your own, at least initially, for the most yeah. part. So, yep. And, and I agree with you that there are definitely people who need the structure. And that's what right. makes them, okay. And then they have, but they have other creative outlets. So maybe right. there are people, you know, in their off times, they do things like volunteering that, gives them a very, very great sense of accomplishment and purpose. And right. and that's good, too. But I love it when you can find people that have dabbled in something um, on a uh, part-time, for lack of a better term, part-time basis, and then all of a sudden something clicks and the need, the demand for what you do becomes very strong. 
and Mm -hmm. you you make that big decision, okay, I'm going to do this full time. And it becomes not just something that's fun, but something that really generates some serious dollars. And I think Mm -hmm. the other thing that stops people from doing that is their fear of being, uh, not having the, the business skills to be able to look at like a business. But there are so many people out there that can do that for you. So if right. you need somebody to do that, you can find people who will help you run the business as a business. And you mm-hmm. stick to the creative side and let other people do that part. But I think right. that stops so many people from really jumping in and doing something that they really love. But they, you know, that oh, I can I have to pay the mortgage. I have to, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But there's ways yep. to do it. And well, driven you yeah, especially if it's something later. You know, sometimes just this, this lady, you, you've been doing it on the side or you've been doing it and it became more, you know, it, it kind of fell in your lap. Like, oh, my God, I can really do this because I have enough interest. So you take the lead. Yeah. So, yep. Anyway, yeah. Cool. They asked a, a question here in this book about getting started. Like, how do you how do you do that? And, and we just talked about some of it. Um, the, the recommendation was to moonlight or apprentice. And I talked about that in the book that I wrote because there used to be a company that was called uh, Vocation Vacation, which is a very clever name. Uh, but what these people did is that they found apprenticeships, if you want to call it that, uh, for four days where you could shadow somebody and you paid this company for the right to do that and then the people that you shadowed would generally put you up somewhere in their home or whatever. And the one that always stuck in my mind, because obviously you can, you'll understand why, but this was a chocolatier. <laughs> and this was a person who had a business that they made chocolates. Kind of like the same thing as Maggie Calpin does with, you know, um, the name of her business, Nibbles and Bits. Nibbles and Bits. Yeah, and so it would be somebody like Maggie who would sponsor somebody to spend four days with her and actually shadow her and watch what she does for four days and then make a decision. Is this something I really love or I don't? And if not... Fine, but, you know, the other thing is they got tons of them, travel agents, whatever it was. They had a laundry list of opportunities that you could go and and apprentice, if you call it that, with another uh, person who would literally let you shadow them all day long. I thought that was a lot of fun. I was tempted to do the chocolatier one myself, but... Only if they have dark... Yes, exactly. For you, but for you, but to what end? You know, if if I had to make milk chocolates, I probably wouldn't do it. But okay, no, if I had to make dark, I wouldn't either. I'd rather be in a little. Right, Lynn. That's true. You could probably find people who do that. You know, people who make candies. Oh God, it's what? Now I can't eat licorice, so it doesn't matter. No, I know. Well, that's a Um, I know. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I think it's about time. It is. Okay. 
So we will be um, see you next week. We have our uh, Mike McHale, our guest expert, will be on next week instead of this week, along with our guest experts from VREC. So we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be safe. And please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.